Hey, Karen Elizabeth. This is Tan, a.k.a. Try Be Ballin'. I uh, just wanted to say thanks again for another episode of In Transit Duo. Really enjoyed it as usual. Um, hope everything is going well. Kara, good luck with your move. Elizabeth, good luck with getting back on your bike and getting moving again. And I guess that's it. Just wanted to say thanks for uh, for a lot of fun. And this is Kara. And you're you're listening to... In Transit. Two triathletes take on the world. So, Kara, we've got a a really big show. I know. We have some good stuff. Um, Yeah. First of all, we need to talk about what we've been doing, I guess, and what's upcoming. Yeah. So... Okay, like, you just finished... um, You just finished going to Lake Placid, right? Yeah, I went up to Lake Placid to spectate this year because I wanted to see an Ironman, you know, in action before I do one. And I also knew right. a lot of people that were competing. So uh, that was cool. I went and, <laughs> but it, I don't know, it was quite the the trip, though. So first of all, um, I went up with my friend Allison, one of the girls from my triathlon club, and we decided we were going to camp because, you know, all the rooms or hotel rooms are all sold out because all the racers, right. you know, plan ahead. And we just had decided, yeah. like, maybe a month, maybe not even a month before that we were going to go. So we're like, oh, no big deal. We'll camp, right? Well, yeah, unless you have... <laughs> Unless you have crappy tents that leak and it pours the whole time, so. <laughs> oh man. So we on Friday we went we were there Friday Saturday and Sunday night okay. Friday night it rained and both of our tents kind of like were dripping. It wasn't raining like that bad, but they did like drip a little bit. And it's not it wasn't like coming up through the floor, it was like actually from overhead they were leaking. And they had we had Aww. rain rain flies on them but it just didn't help. So and we oh, one man. one of the tents was mine and then the other one we borrowed from someone and both of them sucked. So um and then Aww. then Saturday was okay. It didn't it didn't rain that night. So we were fine. And then Sunday was the race, and we got up super early, you know, to go spectate. And it started pouring, like, right after the gun went off, pretty much. So as soon as as soon as soon people started swimming, it was pouring. And we didn't – we had – um, we both had triathlon gear on, like a tri-top and shorts, because our plan was after the, the racers finished their swim, we wanted to go for a swim. And then, and then we were gonna do a run later. So we didn't have like umbrellas or anything with us because we had been camping and didn't look at the forecast, you know. So, right. <laughs> so we're getting drenched, but we're like, oh well, we're in tri clothes anyway, no big deal. Right. Well, it continues to downpour the entire freaking oh. day. So finally, we decide, well, we don't want to swim in this, you know. So, um, right. We decide to go change which we had to, like, go get clothes from my car and then, like, go into, like, a public restroom and change, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And then then we bought umbrellas because we had nothing. Oh, oh, and we both had 
water resistant coats, like jackets, like more like windbreakers, but they weren't waterproof. Yeah. So we were, it was right. just crazy. So we were totally not prepared for that, the downpour. And then, oh, man. Um, so we stood around, and we, so even the worst part was that our campsite was bad, too, so it's like we couldn't even go back there and hang out part of the day, you know, to get out of the rain. Right. We had nowhere to go. The only time we got oh. out of the rain is if we went to buy something, like, in a store or eat, sit somewhere right. to eat. So we were, like, freaking nomads, you know, like... <laughs> So, I mean, we still had a good time. We were watching, we saw, like, all of, most all of my team, our teammates come out of the water. We saw, um, Moon Pie from Tri-Scoop. We saw him come out of the water. I tried to yell at him, but I don't think he, you know, he was, like, focused. And then, I'm pretty sure I saw Cindy Jo. She's also a Tri-Scooper. If she wears Blink, if her Tri-Club is Blink, then I definitely saw her. And I think I saw her on the bike and the run. But I wasn't sure, so I didn't want to start yelling out, you know, like, to someone. Yeah, yeah. And then I also saw the Tri-Scooper um, MI campers, and I yelled at him on the bike. I was like, hey, Tri-Scooper! And <laughs> he looked back. <laughs> yeah, so it was fun. Um, and then I saw Coach Adam, which is one of the guys. He, um, yeah. he did part of the Iron Man. He... Had plan- like, he signed up to do it, but he was having, like, injury problems and things, so he just decided he was going to do the swim in, like, one loop of the bike course and just be over with it, so... Right. But I saw him also at the bagel shop randomly the next day, so... Oh, um, and I tried Tri-Boomer. I tried to meet up with Tri-Boomer, like, ten times, and because we were texting back and forth and calling back and forth, and my cell phone kept dying because... The only, I had to, like, charge it in my car, in my car, you have to, like, it, the car, like, the key has to be turned on for it to charge, and so, basically, I only charged it when we were driving, or, like, for a few minutes when we were sitting somewhere, wait, you know, waiting, and, um, so it kept dying, (laughs) and, and then, like, every time, Tri-Boomer would be like, okay, I'm at this corner, and he's like, meet me here, so, like, I would try to go there, and he'd be gone, and then he'd be like, oh, we just left, and we went over here, and, like, we kept missing each other like that, so I never got to meet up with him, even though he came all the way from Texas. Oh, so. man, that sucks. Wait, wait, he he was just there to spectate, though, right? Yeah, well, he came to spectate, okay. and he signed up for next year. Um, oh, good. Yeah, which it's a good thing he came up because online registration, or I mean, there was no online registration. Like, it sold out at the race site. Whoa. So, yeah. Which I was actually wow, pretty, I was pretty surprised because I kind of thought that it wouldn't sell out as fast because of how crappy the weather was that day. You know, like, yeah. I thought people would be like, oh, never in this kind of weather again. But, I mean, I guess right. odds are it won't be that crazy next year, you know. Well, sure. Um, how was the temperature, though? Was it, it was, was hot? It was kind of cold. Like, I'm sure the racers were kind of cold um, being out there. Uh, it was, I want to say it was around 60 or like, oh, wow. or, like, upper 50s. So it wasn't, like, a totally warm wetness, you know. Wait, oh, and I forgot to mention that I had to sleep in my car on Sunday night, because, okay, 
Okay, so so we're, we were at the race the entire day, you know, like from, we got up at like 5.30 to go out to the race site and see the start, you know, and then like I yeah. said, we didn't really have anywhere to go during the day, and we knew that, we just knew when we went to back to, back to our campsite that it was not going to be pretty, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So when we finally yeah. got we finally got back there like just before midnight and sure enough our tents were like freaking puddles like and we had left oh my God. we left our like sleeping bags and like we had air mattresses and stuff in there so they yeah. were all like totally drenched and we didn't have any extra blankets or anything even if we wanted to try to sleep in there so and keep in mind that we drove my mini up there. Oh my gosh. So, and it was already totally loaded up with with other stuff, you know. So, yes. basically, we could hardly even recline the seats back. <laughs> oh, so, we man. slept in my car because it for, you know, it was almost midnight. We knew that all the hotels were booked anyway. We couldn't just start driving. We were leaving the next day, but we couldn't just start driving out of town cuz that would mean that we would have to pack everything up that was already drenched, right. you know. And and the way my we had my car loaded, we would have had to like pack it up really neatly to make it fit, you know. So right, it was like well, okay, I guess we're sleeping in the car. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and we didn't want to like. I mean, we probably could have called one of our teammates and been like, "Can we crash on your floor?" But they were all just raced, and you know, we didn't want to bug them. Oh yeah. So right, right. so yeah. It was crazy. And then wow. the next day, so the next morning, it's finally stopped raining. And we go into town again to, like, get breakfast and to do some last-minute, like, um, souvenir shopping. And and um, we start heading back to the campsite, you know, kind of dreading packing it up. But we're like, okay, at least it's not, oh, rain- yeah. at least it's not raining anymore. Well, <laughs> the minute we park, you know, park the car, start packing up and like five minutes later it starts pouring again no way yes so you had to drive home in the rain too and so we had to like we just had to end up being like like okay we're totally gonna get drenched again and had to like pack up muddy soggy crap and like be completely drenched we didn't even have any dry clothes left at that point pretty much so we had to, like, drive out of town, like, soaking wet, and it was still pouring. And then finally we got, like, a, I don't know, 45 minutes away, and it was fine and sunny and everything. But, yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like a lovely trip. <laughs> yeah. No, despite all that, it was actually really fun. So I'm glad we did it anyway, even though it was totally crazy. And we saved, like, a crap load of money by camping, even though it was miserable. We... <laughs> Yeah, because we paid like um, twenty-two dollars a night for a campsite, and the some of our friends they came up um, just they came up to do some training also, and they kind of came up last minute. Well, they found a hotel room, but it was um, two hundred fifty dollars a night. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so we're like... Good, yeah, I'm all about camping out. Any chance you get camping out is the way to go. <laughs> and we're such, like, wusses. We ended up... We didn't even cook it. The only thing we cooked at our campsite was s'mores. <laughs> because... And I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But because it was so crappy, the weather, we um, 
we didn't end up, like... Wanted to go inside. Yeah, we, and we could only get a fire going, like, one night, because every other, uh, every other time it was pouring, so... Wow, yeah. that sucks, dude. But okay, I think so what was your perception of the of the race though? Like So it was really cool. Um I was totally amazed by how people were handling the conditions. <laughs> and Yeah. Um well it was cool seeing the pros too, which I actually it was and I haven't really spectated that much at triathlons. I think actually I don't even know if I've ever spectated that one other than just after I finished watching people. You yeah. Know? I've um, only I've only spectated that one and that was your that was your race, even Tri Boomer's race. Oh, which one? And was Emily. That? She was there. Oh I yeah, was it was Texas a Tex man. Texas man, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Anyway, that's the only one I've ever been to that I wasn't racing in. Anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. So Okay, yeah, so the pros okay, for some reason I thought that they were gonna be like really distinct from, like, I don't know, I thought they were going to have, like, freaking bells and whistles on or something, like, <laughs> like, they, I think the other, like, the age group of people are so, they're so geared up that you can't, a lot, you can hardly distinguish them from the pros, or the pros from the age groupers, because yeah. all the age groupers have aero helmets and fancy bikes, too, so. Right, the, right, yeah, they don't. The only difference, I mean, there were a few few of the pros that you could just tell because they were in the lead or whatever, and their bib numbers were a different color, but they had them, like, on the bike, they had them, like, on the back of them, so when they were coming, you couldn't really tell, you know? Yeah. And, but, oh, and I put pictures up on my blog. I have um, a slideshow, oh. and I have two video clips. There's a video clip of Hilary Biscay, and it was funny. She was the, the lead chick on the bike so um but she didn't end up winning the race the total race but she was the fastest bike time for females but it was funny when she went by she had like a motorcycle escort or whatever and i i'm pretty much i knew it was probably the lead female because we had already seen the lead male go by but i couldn't tell i was since i was videotaping i was like was that a guy or a girl you can see it it, like in the (laughs) is that part is captured in the video but just go to my (laughs) my blog it's um tricu.blogspot.com if you want to check those out and um what else about the race the bike um i don't know I'm trying to think what else like stood out. Did y'all stay in one location or like at the transition area or? Um, no, the bike we were kind of on this little hill that it's like right when you're starting your second loop. It's like you're coming around. If anyone knows the course, it's like right across from the tennis courts at the lake basically, and you come up this little hill. Um, that it was a good spot to spectate. Um, people, I don't know, they looked really strong on the bike for the most part. Yeah. Um, the run, I thought I would see, like, way more people, like, shaking and, like, almost collapsing and stuff. Right. <laughs> where we were at, we basically were standing right before where you go into the oval, because the oval is the last part. You run halfway around it, and that's where the finish line is. And mm-hmm. so I think people kind of got another boost of energy because they knew they were almost finished. So. Right, yeah, that's always a good feeling. Yeah, I saw one guy that his legs were, like, not, basically, like, not working for him. Like they Yeah, were, they were they wiggly. Were, yeah, and, but he was, he was good, you know, doing it. It was really, it was kind of emotional seeing people. Oh, my gosh, like, yeah. 
it was, I don't know, it was pretty cool. But um, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, well, that's really cool. I'm sorry that freaking rained oh, on you the whole time. But get this. This is crazy. Okay. So one of my teammates, um, he's like, he was the fastest guy on that was there from our team. And he was had hopes of qualifying for Kona. Cause he had oh. he has the last two years he's qualified, um, oh. so um, he was doing well on the bike course. Like we actually missed him coming through on the bike, but his girlfriend was there, and so we found her. And she's like, um, his bike broke, his bike broke, and we're like, what are you talking about? Um, and so apparently, um, he when he was coming through town. He, um, his arrow pad was loose, or, like, was about to fly off, and so he asked her, he's like, can I, give me a hairband, he's like, he knew he wasn't supposed to ask for outside assistance, you know, but he's, she, like, she threw him, like, a a rubber band, you know, and he goes to put it on, and he, like, crashed, because (gasps) his, um, his, but I think the reason he crashed was because his, um, fork broke right where the stem goes in. And oh, my God. Because he, he has a carbon bike. And so he went down right there. And so, I mean, for most people, it would be, like, race over, right? Well, he... Why? Yeah. <laughs> um, he goes over to the Cervelo tent, and... Because they're... They had, they, luckily, he was right in town. So, I mean, it's, like, I don't know, a quarter mile off. He, they, they run over yeah. to the Cervelo tent, and we're like, is there any way this could be fixed? And they're like, no, and they tell him he could rent a bike um but it would the bike they had was going to be too big for him or something and then this one of the guys working in the tent was like you can take my bike and so he takes somebody's bike and they switch the numbers out on it you know like so it has the right stickers on it and he just takes off and does the rest of the course like no way yeah and and I mean, oh he, he made he made sure he went back to the same spot where he crashed, you know, so he didn't like cheat or anything. But get this, okay, so that delay was at least a half hour. His bike average was still like over 17 miles per hour. Holy crap! Yeah, I know. Oh it's, my god! Like I've ridden that course twice, and I I've not even come close to having a 17 mile per hour average on that course. You know, like even and that's with, without a 30 minute delay. Yeah. Wow! So, I mean, talk about amazing. Incredible. He has like such a awesome attitude, like outlook. You know, he never freaked out. He just, you know, he's like, okay, what can we do here? And you know, I don't know. That's it's awesome just, that guy let him borrow his bike. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, and so I mean, he still ends up with a pretty freaking res- like he actually, despite that, he we we had quite a few people from our team there. He still had the fastest bike time. <laughs> Wow. And, yeah, even with that, and, um, you know, he just has such a great outlook on everything, even though, I mean, his, he, you know, got slowed down as far as qualifying for Kona or whatever, but he still had a pretty awesome race, even, even with that, so. That's so cool. That's so amazing. Like, I would have just been like, well, that really sucks, and I would have been dead. Yeah, and they, I mean, literally, his handlebars, like, broke completely off. Like, they were just completely gone. And I guess this, well, I guess he had heard a crack in his handlebars, like, at the beginning of the bike. 
and he was trying to, like, push on him and pull on him to make sure that um, they were okay, you know? And yeah. So, I mean, there's this crazy descent on that bike course where, like, when the last time I rode it, I got up to 47 miles per hour. So, Whoa. I mean, if it if they would have broken then, I mean, what, he would have been gone, you know? He would have so, flipped yeah, flipped over his bike. Yeah, and so he's he was just so thankful it happened where it did, even though it yeah, you know, messed good. up his race or whatever. So. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever gone 47 miles an hour on a bike. That scares me. <laughs> oh, and one other cool thing I found out. Okay, um, the woman who won, I think her her last name is Shay Kennedy. I think it's Caitlin Shay Kennedy. And the um, she won, but her, she got married that Friday, like, at the what? lake. And her husband is also a pro triathlete. His name is Tim Tim Snow, I think. And um, he got, like, 10th in the male division. That's so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. So. Wow. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so glad you got to get that. That's so neat. Yeah. Do you have oh, any clips? I do. That? Okay, so I have audio. Um, but, well, like I said, the video, the pictures in the video are up on my blog. But I have some other random audio. So here's the deal. So we're... We're camping, and, like, the second night we were there, we were were starting our fire up, and, like, because the first night we got there so late, we didn't even try to start a fire. The second night, like, I had one of those lighters that has, like, the long, you know, they're, like, red with the black long part. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what you call them, but I had one of those. Well, the the top, the tip of it got smashed somehow in how we packed it. So that was the only lighter we had. So so we go over to our neighbor's campsite, which happened to be these three guys from. They were also from Connecticut, and they were up there. Um, they were gonna sign up for the race for next year. So um, we oh. asked we asked them if they would help us start our fire, and they, we ended up just going and hanging out by their fire instead because they had a good <laughs> fire they had a good fire going. So I we're just talking away, and um, all of a sudden someone says something about a podcast, and I'm like, oh, I have a podcast. Like I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even think about like I don't know it was just weird. It wasn't like it was just came up randomly like that, you know? Yeah. And. And I'm like, oh, I should go get my recorder. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go get it, and I just record our conversation. So, so oh, neat. So there's these three guys, um, Tim and Toby, they're brothers, and then another guy, Steve. And, like, they just, we're, we're just kind of, well, you'll see from this audio that we're just kind of BSing, but I asked them a couple questions, like a couple serious questions or whatever. So they they kind of tell their their story about triathlon and okay cool good, good. okay we are sitting around a campfire because we're camping out this weekend because you couldn't make your own hard, fire we're hardcore we had to go to our neighbor's campsite and um they actually helped us start our fire but then we decided theirs was better so we just came over here and we brought beer and s'mores and it just happens that they're all from connecticut just like us say hi else hi <laughs> We've learned a lot of things tonight, such as how to remove toenails that are <laughs> blistered and broken, how also to not train for a half Ironman, yeah. how to piss yourself in front of the capital of uh, Rhode Island. Well, yeah, <laughs> because these guys all just did the Providence 70.3, so 
That's awesome. And but this was when, like last weekend, right? You too can do it. Last Sunday. Idiot guy. So, <laughs> about visualizing. I told him it's in the supplements, and you visualize. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it every well, single your day. What supplements? Like, uh, high high and and bike shop. And he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, you know, what, no, I go to the bike shop. What is this doing? And then we go to Walmart, and he's in the supplement aisle there. I wonder if I take this. I wonder if I try this. I'm like, dude, you haven't done anything. There's no pill out there that's going to make you an Iron Man. I, like, oh I go to the bike shop. I was looking for a remedy in a bottle on how to... There's no... No, I asked for... What did I ask for specifically? I wanted to know... What would make my muscles think that they're not tired? <laughs> I don't want any lactic acid buildup, so that's just keep going. What if I suggest bananas? Yeah, they'll say your biceps. Okay, so here's the question I'm going to pose to you. What is your favorite kind of nutrition product and why? I like Cliff Shop Blocks for the bike because they don't make my stomach hurt and I think they taste good. And I also like Excel Gel. I'm nervous. <laughs> I like Excel gel because it's, it's um, goopy, like it goes in fast and it has caffeine and it doesn't taste bad. Okay, Tim. I like those noon tablets. Um, mm, which flavor? I think it's a lime I'm using right now. But I like them because, uh, yeah, they don't have any sugar and I just like mix them with my water. And it does something for you? Yeah, it's definitely been working <laughs> for me for all these races that I haven't trained for. See you? It's worked every time. I, I do Endurox. Uh, during my training and my racing, it's just a powder mix that I put into my uh, into my uh, bottles. For uh, after workouts, I do Endurox. Um, it's like a vanilla recovery drink. What do you tell me about recovery drinks? I never do recovery drinks. What do you think about them? Do you think that you can't live without them, kind of thing? Listening to a lot of other podcasts <laughs> and uh, a lot of reading, everything has to do with. I don't know, and Toby can help me out with this. It has to do with replenishing your glycogen levels. And I guess But you feel a difference when you drink those. Definitely. I don't know if it's psychological or if it's actual true science, but it works. Uh, it's gotta be true. There's too much science behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I within you have a thirty minute window after a hard workout to replenish your glycogen levels. And they will stay stored until the next time you use them. And I read that. That's true. Swear by it. Heard it. I've heard that, but I've never, I never take recovery drinks. Maybe I should I've start trying. Muscle milk. It's, it's like a, it's like a Good four stuff. to one ratio of uh, carbs to protein, like four, four, four carbs to one protein, and uh, it's fantastic. Absolutely. Toby, what's your favorite thing? I gotta be honest, I don't have a routine. Uh, you don't. I take whatever comes my way. I okay. Mean, yeah, it, from. The uh, the jelly beans, what are they? Uh, oh, sport, sport beans. Sport yeah. beans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shop box I've had, and I mean, as long as I get so many calories per, mm-hmm. you know, like hundred calories <clears throat> per hour or something, I figure I'm. That's good. my that's my rules um too. Yeah. I like my favorite thing as of late is Mojo peanut those butter so peanut good. butter pretzel Mojo bars. Oh my god, aren't those so good? They're they good for just like metal vanilla. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. Cliff yeah. brand. Those are awesome. But yeah, these guys are. The reason they came up here basically is to sign up for next year's race, right? Absolutely. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Kind of makes it sound so cool. We're actually just a bunch of geeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I'm gonna be sub. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna come in at 10, minutes, 10 hours, 30 oh. minutes next year. Are you you're gonna be qualifying for Kona, basically? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my ultimate goal. But if I finish, I'll be happy. <laughs> I'm one of the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow we're gonna go to the swim start. Then we're gonna swim afterward. Then we're gonna go for a run, and then then we're gonna we have we have various costume changes for our spectating for tomorrow. 
We have a bedazzled bike house. It's gorgeous. It's so bedazzled. And we have a rhinestone right like in the headpiece and a sequin headband around it with pink feathers coming out of it. Oh. The bike house? Yeah. My friend and I worked hard on it. She's the art therapist who worked. We hot glued like so much crap on it. Are you sure this is okay? I'm like, do it. Well, because it's. You had to explain that it's been crap. It's not like just a rock. Who it had like a couple of cracks in it. I Yo, did. I had a helmet foot and four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How gross is that? I hit some sand and just, and when I hit the sand and I knew I was going down, I knew I was going to take it all on my head, which I did. Like my head just went bang, bang, bang. I wasn't going fast. I just hit sand and railroad wow. tracks and just, it scared the crap out of me. I scraped up my arm, but that was, that was the only thing that looked weird. Yeah. But I'm so um, nervous about brain injury. So when I was when I got up, I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to wake up. Because I've worked with so many patients with brain injuries. I'm like, here it goes. Yeah. And, um... Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm right one here. of them, you know, so... I had six concussions in one summer. What? Wow. Like, this guy. From mountain biking? Yeah. Crazy. Mm. At least six. Whoa. They were all from mountain biking. Were, like, were you trying to, like, be the unicyclist <laughs> mountain biker? He's just... <laughs> He's a mountain goat. It just, uh, yeah, it just... He goes big, and wow. he doesn't have any ability to go big. <laughs> Yeah, like you have no fear, basically. There's no fear, no and, and I just didn't take the time, like basically like anything else. I didn't take the time to train or do anything. So like, I would just go big every every time I got on my bike. Yeah. And if I fell, hey, so be it. And most of the time, it was on my head. <laughs> God, we've got video footage that I'm gonna win ten thousand. Do you have a helmet cam? We do have a helmet. Oh cam. yeah. Only one time he had it out though. I, as a matter of fact, I've got a YouTube website with a lot of my. All edited with music and editing. Nice. Yeah, you have to check it out. But only one of my, one of my crashes. Actually, are, are you recording? Minor. Yeah, give I'll it, give it. Give it. It's um, YouTube.com uh, forward slash Stephen LeBlanc two one one S T E P H E N L E B L A N C two one one. All right, we're and gonna then, check it whoop, whoop. out. So yeah, we're gonna sign off for tonight because we gotta Stephen wrap up our up. serious. Pre-spectating evening. Our carb loading. <laughs> okay, so that yeah, that was just some random audio for you. I meant to record more during like during the actual race, but since it was pouring, I didn't want to have my like any of my electronics out. out, and that's why I don't right, have yeah. that many pictures either because I was afraid my camera was gonna get all ruined from the rain. So. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I'm so stoked that you you got to go there and check it out. I I really, really, really want to see one in progress before I ever decide to do one, too. You've already made the decision you're doing one. Yeah. Well, they Um, they need to have one, like, closer to you, you know? There's nothing... Oh, you got it. I know. Like, which one is the closest to you? I don't even know. Is Wisconsin still the closest? Or... Well, Arizona. Arizona. is the closest one. Or Florida? Oh, well, yeah, it's probably a toss-up between... Well, it's actually probably still Arizona. I don't know. Maybe. They, I'm, but, su- okay. I'm really surprised they don't have an Ironman Texas, you know? <laughs> I really am, too, but it's too friggin' hot. Like, yeah. all year, there's nowhere to go. They'd have Ugh. to have it, like, in, like, February or something. <laughs> right, yeah. Which would be, actually be good timing, because there's not too many races happening then. But, yeah. um... Okay, so I've got some good news. Okay. I am 
I was tossing around the idea and trying to figure out what uh, marathon I wanted to do and all that. Well, I finally came to a conclusion and just somehow got my guts up and just went ahead and registered for it. So I will be doing uh, the Disney World Marathon in January. Cool. That's so awesome. I know. I know. I'm excited. That's so exciting. That's cool. Like, perfect. And you get a, it's like a vacation and a cool race at all at the same time. I know. Oh, my gosh. And get a load of this. My friend has a condo down there, and she said that um, I can have it for the week from no charge. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I know. How cool is that? Perfect. You got to love the hookup like that. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and I think we're, we're planning on flying down. Oh, and, and you, you need you need to announce too that well I'm going back to school and <laughs> um and are you talking about me? Yeah. Oh yeah, and I also got accepted to school. So Karen yes. and I will uh will be starting on the same day actually. Yeah, but so in different states. Yeah, and you but you you don't have to move thankfully, so that'll be easier for you. Yeah. Right. Be able to go yeah, away. I will be a Razorback once again. Yes, and I and I will be a Hawkeye once again. <laughs> Isn't that weird? We're both going back to our undergraduate schools. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Cool. But I'm excited That's actually. Cool. I already have one of my friends already is lining up tickets for us for the first home game. So. Oh neat! Football. Oh my gosh, That's so awesome. That's I haven't so been awesome. I haven't been to a game since. Since I was an undergrad, I don't know. I mean, for over five years, maybe six Because I think my last year, I think I only had season tickets one year because usually I would just tailgate and not go to the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, how patriotic of you in your school. <laughs> I know. Hey, I would wear the gold and black, you know. I would represent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a real fan. Yes. Okay, all right, so I think we're all caught up on our life happenings on uh, our Try 101 segment. Do you have anything yeah. else? How's training? What are you training well, for? How's training going? Yeah, I could give a little update on what's coming up. Um, yeah. Training's going pretty good, except this week I I have to admit that I skipped a couple days because I was kind of, I don't know if you call it stressed out, but I was just really busy with pack, like making sure everything was ready for the movers and then... Mm-hmm. One night, my boss took me out for dinner, like as a going away dinner or whatever, and so oh, that kind nice. that kind of threw a wrench in the the workout for that day. Because if you don't already know, I'm not I'm totally not a morning person at all. So <laughs> <laughs> any kind of like, ooh, you should just get up early that day and do your no. workout. Uh, no, no. <laughs> but I'm putting that behind me and I'm moving forward and I'm putting my workouts in. So <laughs> good, good. And, um, oh, okay, so, so my next yeah. ra- my next race coming up is the Bangs Lake Triathlon in Wakanda, Illinois, and I'm doing that one with my friend Mary. And Mar- oh, really? Dude, Mary, I don't know. Well, we, I mean, we've kind of covered this on the show. Mary was one of the friends that went with us to Turkey and Greece back when you know this is a couple of years ago. So she actually. This is her first season of triathlon. She has done a sprint and an Olympic distance one so far this year. And then, nice. Good yeah, her. And we're going to do a another Olympic distance, the Bangs Lake one, on August 10th, I believe. 
So. That's so cool. That's so, so cool. Yeah. Good. Okay, so that's your next, and it's Olympic? Yep. Yep. Okay, cool. Okay, good. Yeah, so if anyone um, anyone's doing that race, give us a shout-out so we can look for you. That's all I've got. <laughs> me too. On to Stoke and Stella. Uh, Elizabeth, you have something for this one, right? I do, I do. Um, okay, I was zooming around um, the active.com website. You know, that's where people register for races and stuff. Yes. Well, um, as I was registering for my race, I started to zoom around on the homepage, and it has um, an exercise logger on it. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's fantastic. It's that measures everything that you do, and you can plug it in, um, like what time you were, what the weather was like, everything. It's, it's a calendar form, and when you click on the date, um, it pulls up all the information that you did that week, and it gives you, like, synopses of what you did for the month, and it's really, really cool. Is it free? So, anyway, yeah, totally free. Cool. And you can get an upgraded version for, um, for um, I think, a small fee, but the free mm-hmm. version is perfect. Dude, so hey. if anyone needs an exercise logger that's electronic, they can access anywhere that you are, um, I highly suggest active.com. We should um, put the link, the direct link for it on our website. So Ooh, that's a really yeah, good look, idea. look at it, look for it on the homepage of intransitduo.com. We'll put it there. Yeah, that's yeah. So I'm super stoked about that. I'm started, I started using it this week. Um, Excellent. Yeah, so. Yeah, and I'm gonna treat I'm gonna track my uh, marathon training with it. I like it. It is now time for word of the week and in the news. So, okay, we're gonna play our normal game. Kara's gonna give me a word and I'm gonna try to guess. But <laughs> we'll see how this goes. What's the word, Kara? Okay, the word is lout. L-O-U-T, lout. Lout? And it is, it can be used three different ways, as an intransitive verb, a noun, or a transitive verb. Lout. L-O-U-T. I don't even know what a transitive and intransitive verb is, but I like that it says our name in it. Oh, yeah, intransit. <laughs> intransitive <laughs> oh. verb. <laughs> intransitive verb. Lout. Man, I would say goofing around. Is that it? No. <laughs> okay, what is it? Okay. No. No. Um, it's, okay, as an intransitive verb, it means either to bow in respect or to submit or yield. So we should, we should lout to the Ironmen. <laughs> that finished. Yeah, in, okay. That's that finished good. in that's the... Good. In the crazy conditions and still had smiles on their faces. Or as a noun, it's an awkward, brutish person. See, I, whenever, um, I lout. think you big lout. Like, I've heard someone say you're a big lout. Okay. Before. You're awkward and brutish. So, and then, yeah. as a transitive verb, it's to treat as a lout or scorn. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, do you know what transitive and intransitive mean? I've never even yes, heard that, I don't think. Somewhere. I do. We're going to go to Wikipedia for this. 
Okay. Okay. Wicky, wicky, wicky. So here we go. All right. Depending on the type of object they take, verbs may be transitive, intransitive, or linking. The meaning of a transitive verb is incomplete without a direct object, as in the following examples. Incomplete, the shelf holds. Complete, the shelf holds three books and a vase of flowers. That's an example. An intransitive verb, on the other hand, cannot take a direct object. This plant has thrived on the south windowsill. The compound verb has thrived is intransitive and takes no direct object in this sentence. <laughs> the prepositional it's phrase on the south windowsill acts as an adverb describing where the plant thrives. Yeah, I almost fell asleep if you saw telling me all that. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't remember it from class or anything. That is so boring to me. I'm so glad I didn't major in English or something. Okay, so now we know what that hey, means. I have a I have a quiz. The old woman oh, okay. the old woman struggled up the hill pulling a grocery up cart. The hill. Struggled up the hill pulling a grocery cart that had lost one wheel behind her. Is struggled a transitive or intransitive verb? Intransitive. That's what I think, too. Let's say if we're right. Yes, we're right, dude. Okay. The verb, the verb struggle does not have a direct object. The prepositional, right, right, right. The prepositional phrase up the hill acts as up an adverb hill. describing where she struggled. Okay, so let's do one more. Okay. Okay, this is fun. <laughs> Hermione is editing, is editing her uncle's memoirs of his lifetime as a green grocer. Is is editing, is it transitive or intransitive? I would say transitive. I don't know on that one. Yes, you're right. Okay, the, com the compound verb is editing takes a direct object, object, the noun phrase, her uncle's memoirs. And now we know. We are quizzed up and ready to go. <laughs> yes, so to get, just to review, the word of the show is lout. Which can be used either as an intransitive or transitive verb, which we now know what that means. And <laughs> as an intransitive verb, it's to bow in respect or submit, submit or yield. As a transitive verb, it's to treat as a lout. And um, as a noun, it's an awkward, brutish person. Okay, nicely done, Kara. <laughs> okay, well, um, how about a little in the news? Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, all right. I was reading Triathlete Magazine because that's what we do. Yeah. Um, and I came across this article that I thought was really interesting. And the reason why I thought it was interesting was because I have two friends that are running the Disney Marathon with me who have never ran long distance before. Whoa. Ever. So I think their max is two miles. No. So, Yes. Whoa. Yeah. So yeah, they're already signed up and everything too. So we're, okay. I mean, and one of her questions to me was, I mean, how do I know I'm not overdoing it? So and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, and that's hard because it's, it's probably going to feel like she's overdoing it all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a marathon. Yeah. Well, I mean, because but, because um, every workout's going to feel hard if she the longest was two miles, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you have to start somewhere. Right. That's cool though. That's plenty of time though. It's almost six oh, months. Oh yeah. Oh no no yeah I know exactly. We're on a twenty-one week. I made a twenty-one week training course. Okay. Question it, so. though, are you gonna do any races? Like, do you like a half marathon yes. and? Uh -huh. okay. okay. Yeah. That's good. We're we're looking at doing a Tulsa. Oh, 
a Route 66 marathon in Tulsa. Okay. So, yeah, the half marathon. Anyway, not the mm-hmm. full marathon. But anyway, I came across this article in Triathlete Mag- Magazine, and it's written by Dave Scott. Hello. So Who we've Scott. met. We've met him. And he's, yes. I don't yes, know. Yes. He's okay. <laughs> he's a dreamboat, I think. <laughs> he's, he's nice, but he's a little... I thought yeah. he was. I thought he was a little movie star acting ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he was at his own race, so it's kind of yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he was, was he was Scott nice enough to acting. pose pose for a picture though, so that's pretty cool. Okay, so he says the the title of the article is "How to Tell When You're Overreaching or Overtraining," and he said there's a few things. Um, there's eight things that you might do that would cause you to overtrain or end up burning out, basically. And these eight things are too much too soon, such as like such as 10 to 20% increase in training volume over a three- to four-week period. So his advice is not to increase ten, more than 10 to 20%. Over three um, to four weeks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which, to me, is kind of contradicting, kind of contradicting Hal Higdon's theory, but whatever. Hmm. Okay. Sort of. Well, combined. like, a lot of the people just say don't increase more than 10% a week. Yeah. yeah, but he's saying don't increase 10 to 20 over three to four weeks. Yeah. I mean, I can understand where he's coming from, but, jeez, you're going to train for a marathon for a year at that rate. Yeah. Which probably isn't a bad idea. I shouldn't say that. Okay. Yeah. So, frequent, uh, his second rule is frequently combining two harder variables into one training session. For example combining a long run with challenging hills or a tempo session with a speed workout. Like so, on the same day um, or back-to-back? Back? Yeah, he's saying in one training session, yeah. Oh. Um, he, he says just do one or the other and don't combine hard training oh, wait. sessions okay. together. Don't combine them together. I thought you were saying yeah, do no. combine them. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Okay, good. Another reason that people get burned out is they do two or three high-intensity workouts in one week. Yeah. On either the bike or the run. So so he talks a lot about lack of threshold in that one. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth thing he says people do is they don't allow two days of easier sessions between the challenging workouts. So uh, um, yeah. if you are going to do a long run with hills or a tempo session with a speed workout or something, allow two days of easier workouts and then go back to um, your hard workouts. And the fifth thing is an overload in psychological or emotional stress in the facets of your life, and everyone, everybody knows what that's like. Yeah. Um, you can just be stressed out and just say whatever, and you get burned out of exercise and everything. Right. And then another major one is lack of sleep. People don't get enough mm. sleep, and they get burned out easily. And the basic poor nutrition habits before, during, or after workouts. And then, Kara, um, you're bad about this one. Um, loading up your racing season with too many events. Oh, really? <laughs> actually, I, burnout. I haven't been that bad this year. No, you actually controlled yourself. I, <laughs> yeah, wait, I, I'm not, well, this year, I really haven't done that much. I've done, like, a duathlon. Well, I did that training camp, but that wasn't really a race, you know? Um, yeah. I did the Moose Man try, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I mean, in previous seasons, yeah, you, you were like, I've got to race this weekend and this weekend. I've got a bike rally this weekend, but you never got burned out. No. Wait, did you? No. Okay, good. All right, so I guess you weren't overloading too much. Time. Oh, I I totally lied because I've been racing every week in my time trial series. I forgot about that. 
<laughs> oh, but I had to. I have to say a little thing about that. So just okay. real quick, sorry to cut in. Um, I so I finished the time trial series. There's supposed to the, well, the, originally there were four of them, but they extended it for four more weeks, so there would be eight. But then the last oh. one got got rained out, like it totally um, was storming and crappy weather. So they we ended and they're not gonna reschedule that one. So I did seven time trials for you know the last seven weeks and. I'm proud to say that I was the first female um, six, six out of seven times. So I was proud. Oh, that's so good. That's yeah. awesome. Did your time get better over the week? Um, you know what? My fastest time was actually like the third week or something. But oh. every time after that, we had really bad headwinds, and like everyone's oh. time was slowed down. But, I mean, I'm talking like... 20 seconds difference or something, you know, like, not... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah not, like, major difference, so... Right. Yeah. Well, cool, good. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's happy. Okay, so, um, lout is the word of the week, and don't overtrain. Yeah. Okay, so before we move on to our next segment, we just want to give some shout-outs. I, first of all, just want to thank all the people who have visited our website and blogs, I know Elizabeth hasn't updated her blogs and like her blog in like a gazillion years, but uh-huh. I still look at it every once in a while, thinking maybe we should post something. Um, and then, um, oh, but oh, I especially want to thank people for adding themselves to our Frapper map because it's really that cool. That makes me so happy. I love yeah, it. I I am so excited when I see that people added themselves on there. And mm-hmm. I love it, especially when they put pictures on there. It's so yes. awesome. So, so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know who's added themselves re- recently? Do you know? I can tell you. We need to look. All right, we need to get some yeah, shout-outs. Yeah, we do. we got to get some. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We have, well, our map has been viewed 946 times. We have, um, here's who we need to give shout-outs to. Try Jess from Naples, Florida. Okay, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. That has said 946 for months now. Well, it has it. Oh, maybe it's stuck. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't think that's right. It has well, plus, more than that. We've had more than this too so because Try Jess from Florida. Yeah, Try Jess from Naples, Florida. Um, we have Kevin Burgess okay. from Tempe, and that's who we have yeah. the Bon Voyage trip tip from. We have Darren from Adelaide, South Austria. I mean, sorry. South Australia, not Austria. Sorry about that. Oh. Yeah, we have Australia. He <laughs> says, you gr- girls kick ass. Keep up the great podcasting efforts. Thank you, thank you. Oh, neat. Okay. Okay, so yeah, we have T2B from Minneapolis, who is actually Tom, that we talked to a little bit oh, about yeah. from uh, the last yeah. show. And then we have Dave right. from Amherstburg, Ontario. And we're going to be in Ontario, oh, I wonder, neat. or I, I am for Muskoka, Ironman Muskoka, um, 70.3, oh, yeah. so if you're out that way, let me know. Um, we have Johan from Minnetonka, Minnesota, and we have Papa Louie from Garfield Heights. And, oh, one other thing, I also want to say thank you to the comments I got on my blog. I was asking people about tips for traveling with my bike, and I appreciate all the feedback I got um, I got tips from... Oh, Gold. what did they say? Um, I got... Drew gave me a, a really long list of tips, um, <laughs> which is cool. He said to have 
it's good to have your local bike shop disassemble it and pack it in a box and then ship it. He said renting a hard case is the best not because they're expensive to buy. Basically, um, he said shipping is a nightmare, expensive if you're going international, so it's probably better to take your uh, take it in a hard case. But um, sh- having your local bike shop like ship it for you is the, probably the cheapest. But mm-hmm. if you're going international and just easiness wise, it's probably better to just put it in a hard case and take it with you. Yeah. And then um, another one of the good thing tips that I got on here was to um, not forget to, or to make sure not to take CO2 cartridges with you because they'll like explode on the oh. airplane. Also, yeah. <laughs> um, to let the air out of your tires because same reason. Um, yeah. I got a comment from Speed Vegan about um, about. Or well, I tips. haven't heard from her in a long time. I know she has. You had to check out her blog. It's Speed Vegan. I think it's .blogger.com. Hang on, let me tell you. But she has some really cool yeah. vegan recipes on there, and always has really cool. She uh, does. She always has really cool um, uh, pictures of her food that she's made. Yeah, she does. I love that she does that too. So her. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. oh, sorry. It's sportyvegans.blogspot.com. Okay, Sporty Vegans. Yeah, it looks like she changed it up a little bit because it's different than I remember. So, okay, yeah, so she gave me some tips about, um, basically she said she's heard both ways. Like she's heard that some, she had a friend that shipped it and had problems, but she also knows someone that took it on the plane and it didn't get there. So (laughs) Drew gave good tips. We also have um, Gord left a message. Um, He said you should have no problems traveling on the plane with it, and he just returned from Vancouver World Tri Championships. He said, get to the airport early. The luggage should be a first-come, first-served. Um, oh. And he lives near the Muskoka race site, and there are a couple of good bike shops oh. in town. And there will also likely be a bike service at the resort, which is very large. So. Oh, cool. Good. Yeah. That's really good inside information. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for that. But uh, Kevin from Tempe, Arizona, he also had another trip tip for us that he's a big cyclist. And um, he said he doesn't suggest uh, using a, a bike rack on the top of your car if you're going to travel long distances because that's what he did. He travels all the time with his bike, he said. Mm-hmm. And um, he got several dents in his bike from the high-speed winds and I guess, I don't know, bugs or whatever, oh. stuff hitting it. Um, oh, I thought, he was gonna, I thought you were going to say it was because of fuel economy, like aero, not oh. very aero. Well, that could be a good point, too, though. Anyway. So, um, yeah, that was that was his trip to, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Okay. I never even thought, I don't, I don't have a top rack on my car, so it wouldn't affect me anyway, but. Yeah, um, I have a back one anyway. If you're traveling, yeah, mm-hmm. long distances, that was a good idea. Yeah, cool. Okay, so for this week's nutrition segment, we are going to have to postpone our interview with with Elizabeth's friend Karen because of scheduling conflicts, but we hope to have her on in the near future. So just um, uh, be patient with us, but we'll get her on soon. Exercise your brain, and Elizabeth has a little quiz for us, or something to scramble yeah. our brains up a little. <laughs> I have I have a 
two questions for you, actually. Um, and I'll let you guess, Kara, but I won't tell you the right answer until next show. Okay. Okay. How many Ironman races are there to get to the championship? Oh, like many, how many qualifiers are there? Many Ironman. Yeah. Well, how many? Yeah, exactly. What? What are you talking about, mini? It says, that's the question, how many mini Ironman races are there to get to the championship? But I think it just means how many Ironman races are there to get to Kona. Or does that mean, like, like, because aren't there some 70.3 races that you can still qualify to go to Kona or something? Really? I don't know. There used to be. I think you used to be able to do that. Man, I have no idea. I get, okay, if we're just going to say how many... Like, Ironman races are there to go to the championships, uh, how many qualifiers there are. Um, yeah. I want to say there's, like, 14 or something. I don't know. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's pretty close. Okay. Pretty close. Okay. Um, that's without, like, taking any time to try to count them out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll just off the top of your head. Yeah. All right. How old was the oldest qualifier for the Kona 2000 Championship? 2000? Um, yeah. 76. I don't know. Okay, that's a good guess. But <laughs> okay, so you'll get the answers next week. You like my random guesses? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know, 76. <laughs> 76. Um, I, think I, I think my initial guess was 70-something, too, I think. Don't tell me, though. I won't. Anyway, yeah. okay, cool. So that's Exercise Your Brain. If anybody knows, feel free to um, either call our hotline at 48, or what is it? Um, 920-482-4822. Or you can send us an email at, uh, you can hit us up at our website, www.intransitduo.com. Yeah, and there's a Contact Us tab that you can click on to, to right. email us. But we especially love voicemails, so call 920-482-4822 and give us a shout. <laughs> I just like saying that. I know, I do too. It's a good number. Anyway. All right, well, I think that wraps up the show. What do you think? I think so too, yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. All right, so here's our pump-up song for the show. Enjoy. Your oyster. 